Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Insider, brought to you, just for a change, by those lovely people at Vanishing Inc. My guest today does over 200 shows a year in New York and is recognised as New York's top children's entertainer. He's appeared on The Late Show with David Letterman, Comedy Central, VH1. He was the first children's magician to receive the Performing Fellowship Award from the AMA. And he wrote what many consider to be the best book on children's magic, Seriously Silly. Yes, it's none other than David Kay. David, how are you this afternoon? Hello, good to see you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for taking the time. What's your origin story? You have 34 seconds. I was a magician as a kid. Uh, Card tricks and coin tricks. Uh, Stopped doing magic in college and then uh, got a job, which I hated. Mm. Yes. Uh, Yes, of course. Jobs are (laughs) horrible. So I got a job, hated the job, quit the job, and I started street performing in Manhattan where I lived. I doubled my salary when I was street performing and of course, it was all cash. Sure. And that convinced me that I don't need to go back looking for another job, just keep street performing. And then the street performing led to private parties. And then once there were more private parties than, than the street shows, then I just quit the streets and uh, did private gigs. And that was how it all started. I think a good starting point is if you talk about your essay in Seriously Silly about what is magic to a kid. I've got a five-year-old little girl. Oh, terrific! And and yeah, the world is magic to her. So so, what do you think magic is to a child? Yeah, well, um, magic for us, I mean, for for adult people, magic is when you break the laws of nature. Um, but children don't know the laws of nature; they don't know everything that's involved. So you so you can't. You have to have a different approach when you perform magic for kids because everything in a child's life is new mm-hmm. and surprising uh, and if and everything is magic in a child's life. Uh, but if everything is magic, then nothing is magic. Sure. Okay. So uh, when we perform magic for kids, we have to think about our show in a very different way um, and less so in fooling the kids and more focus on entertainment and comedy and interaction. So that's sure. what I think. What's your philosophy on performing magic for children? Yeah. Well, I, um, my, my philosophy has to do with uh, interactions, interactions per minute. So I think okay. about... I think about performing magic for kids in the way that a comedian thinks about uh, doing comedy. And Mm -hmm. comedians count their laughs per minute to -hmm. see how good they are, see how they're doing. Um, And so for us children's magicians, I think we need to count the interactions per minute. So an interaction is anytime a child uh, does something physically or verbally. So they could wiggle their fingers, Mm -hmm. they could wave the magic wand. They, or they could verbally say, it's behind you, turn it around, say the magic words. Um, and so I think that the more the kids interact with the performance, if the, if the show is two directional instead of one direction, then the children are more engaged in the show 
and you have better control over them because children are easily distracted. Mm -hmm. uh, there's lots, yes, if you're a parent, you know that. Uh, and, and in those spaces where we perform, there's a lot of distractions because we're not in a theater usually, we're not on a stage usually. So we're in rooms in people's homes or, or libra libraries or, or gymnasiums. Um, so anyway, we want to minimize the distractions, and we do that by holding the children's attention, and we do that by increasing the interactions per minute in the show. So, so do you actually yeah. count them? Do you yes, listen back yes. to shows? Oh, and... it's fantastic. I do. I do. When I, when I work on a new routine, um, it's, it's really interesting. I, ca I record, audio record my routine, and I count the number of times the children react, either physically or verbally. Then uh, divide by the number of seconds in the show, I find out how many interactions per minute. But you can also find uh, where the spaces are in the in the in the in the uh. routine where there's where there's no interactions. So in those moments, then you want to add something. So you right. can add um, have them do something physically or verbally mm -hmm. uh, in that space to increase the interactions, but also uh. to save that little sort of dip in the interaction yeah, yeah, yeah. area. Yeah, uh, but interactions per minute is 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 my philosophy of performing magic for kids, and um, it's what and when you do things this way, when when you do the show, some magicians perform to the to the children. The children watch passively. When the children watch actively with with all these interactions, like I say, uh, you've got them in the palm of your hand, and you can control them better. Why do you think? kids performers get a bad rap and um, why are you proud of working for children <laughs> okay uh that's a good question um children's performers get a bad rap because the barrier of entry to being a children's magician is very low but really oh yes of course you can go to a magic shop you can buy the coloring book uh -huh. you could buy Freddy cat rabbit uh, you could buy uh, stratospheres. You can buy a whole series of magic tricks that require no skill that you can perform the day after you buy them. But you'll die on your ass. Oh, yes, of course. Yes, <laughs> yes, you do. And then, and then people say, then they come out of it thinking, oh, I hate children's magic. It, uh, and, and then it, but, 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 the, but sure, there are plenty of people at different price levels and they do shows. If the price is low enough, they're going to they're going to get customers whether they're great or terrible but there are okay. a lot of terrible children's magicians out there um that are working and it it and then the parents leave that experience thinking uh, you know well this really wasn't much of anything what do you think that you and good kids performers can teach magicians who perform for adults well, that's a good question. Um, I think that we, uh, that this, the idea of interactions, it can be applied to adult magic shows. Um, the, the same techniques can work to retain the attention of, of adult magicians. You're not going to have them wiggle their fingers and wave the magic <laughs> wand, but um, there's, uh, you can have them uh, respond verbally mm -hmm. and you can, add jokes and um i say i say that um 
well, doing kids magic is like swinging what we say in America, swinging two bats. When the baseball player, before the baseball player goes up to, to bat, they sometimes pick up two bats and swing the two bats. It gives them, uh, it, 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 it gives them this great feeling of strength so that when they drop the one bat and they only use one bat, then ah. they've got more power. Right. So, so I think of doing kids shows as swinging two bats and then it makes your adult shows easier. But the, the reasons I think are the interaction, um, holding the audience's attention, um, yeah. being, being completely engaging is what you have to be for kid shows and what makes a better adult show if you're completely engaging. Why is character important? Well, you know, for kids, kids love um, wacky characters, but it doesn't have to be wacky. But, but kids love characters um, better than, I think, better than ordinary adults. Their father is an ordinary adult. Their mother is an ordinary adult. And as a, as a, as a magician, we should be uh, different so do you think it's sufficient just to put on a brightly coloured costume or does the character have to be more overarching or, or more deep than that? It's a good question. Um, no, putting on a costume is a start uh, because I want, when I am at a party, uh, and I do mostly birthday parties, I want the kids to know that I'm not another dad in the mm -hmm. room. Okay, so that's the first step. Um, but also, I have magic powers, or I'm supposed to have magic powers, so I shouldn't really be like the other dads. Even if I look different from the other dads, I also shouldn't have a personality like the other dads, because I have, I have superpowers. Sure. Um, but also, kids really like characters. You know, kids, you know, when Spider-Man shows up at someone's birthday party, the kids really think that it's really Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to keep that in mind when we think about children and their levels of, you know, the, 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 the levels of understanding of the world. So when you show up as a farmer, dressed like a farmer, you are a farmer to the kids mm -hmm. as far as they're concerned. And if you're dressed like a superhero, you're a superhero. Um, if you are a, um, a clown, then, then you're a clown. And they always ask me, do you live in the circus? <laughs> you know, they, they like, they really, they, they, anyway, they're, they buy into it completely. Okay. Sure. So, um, it's a great opportunity, being a character, having a character is a great opportunity to, uh, really engage the kids at their level. And, um, now there's a lot of guys, of course, there's a lot of guys that just do magic. They, let's say they just wear a vest and a, a, a bright colored vest and a, and a tie and, but, but probably there they do have a character uh which is a slightly exaggerated version of themselves uh -huh. and so even a little even a a little bit of an exaggeration of your normal personality doesn't make you a character it may it's a persona sure more than a character mm -hmm. but nonetheless it makes you different from regular adult people and i think that the kids really engage with that what do you think makes a good routine? For the listeners, I'm doing air quotes. A good 
routine for a children's show? There are three three uh, qualities. Okay. Let's see if I can remember them because I <laughs> this is this is part of a little mini lecture that I have. Uh, one is the props. If the props are uh, from the world of children or child friendly, so let's say there are pictures of animals, uh, colorful s- silks. Um, um, a hat that looks like a, a, a like a top hat, for example. Mm-hmm. But um, so you want to do a a uh, so the props should be should be from the child's universe or or friendly right, 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 to children. Right, right. Okay. The second is the plot. The plot ideally would uh, relate to a child's life, which ah, is, for okay. example, why the coloring book. One of the reasons the coloring book is such a good trick because it's about coloring and coloring books and kids have coloring books and they love to color and this is a big part of their lives so so mm-hmm. so is the plot uh appropriate and then also in in my opinion interactions and keeping the kids engaged through interactions so those are three things that i think make for uh the as good a kid show routine as you can get what do you think some of the bigger challenges are for a kids performer um well let's see First of all, we uh, we need to we ideally we are entertaining both the children and the adults at the same time, okay? And that's hard to do because adults have adult brains and children mm-hmm. have children's brains. So sure. that you know, so then we do we do what we call family shows. So is that putting in like layered jokes as to go back to your Bart Simpson thing that the parents yes, will layered, get? Yes, Yes, exactly. Layered jokes. That's right. Um, one of the things I do in my show is um, I use the kids. I do a show for the children, but at the same time, the children are props in a show I'm doing for the adults. <laughs> so, um, you know, the adults get to watch the children react. They get to uh-huh. watch the children uh, laugh and do all the interactions. Um, and, you know, they get to see the kids participate and, and, and I'm, and I often comment to the adults about what's happening in the show. Um, and I sort of change my voice when I do that. And the adults know I'm talking to them and the kids don't even hear these, these Uh. these sort of secondary level comments. So, so that's, so entertaining the kids and the adults is, is really important. Um, holding their attention is really important and it's difficult. Um, yeah, those are some, those are two of the challenges I would say. Do you think for people, people that might not know, you have a, a, another show called Dr. Blood, which yes. is horrific geek stuff yes. Yes, for older yes. children. Yes. Do you think that like, when just when you came up with that, do you think that's important for you, like in your brain, because it balances out silly Billy? It's like the yin to silly Billy's yang. Do you it, know what it, I mean? to- it totally is. It helps you yin. get through the day. <laughs> no, 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 it's not therapeutic. Um, but it, it's it's more of a, it was it was the inception was more of a business decision um, because I have my clients have me year after year, so they have me for their four year old birthday, their five year old birthday, their six year old birthday, and then as the kids get older, they top out of the silly billy show because uh-huh. i'm doing mostly three to seven three to eight so uh so i wanted a way to retain these customers ah, when smart. the kids got older 
So Dr. Blood is a, is a geek show. Uh, I, I scare the kids and they absolutely love it. Uh, and it's for seven to 11 year olds. Right. Um, and it's like a little, it's like a little haunted house, uh, for them. Uh, and when, when we go on in a haunted house, we, we know we're going to, we're deliberately trying to scare ourselves, but it's within the confines of, uh, a safe safety. We know that we're safe, even though we're being scared, like, like, uh, a, like, a, like an like adult, a on a, like a haunted house and like an adult, let's say on a, on a roller coaster, you, right. you, you're deliberately pushing the limits. But you know you're going to be safe, even though it feels really scary. So the Doctor Blood show is it was done for for, for marketing purposes, and um, and I do love doing it. I I absolutely love doing it, and it is the uh, the yin and the yang of Silly Billy. It it really is. It's and some days I have both shows on the same day, <laughs> and I have to be very clear. Don't I have mix to, them up. I can't mix them up, and I have to wash my hands and my face to all wash blood. all the blood off. <laughs> God forbid I show up without washing my arms because I've got blood all up and down my arms from the knife and the choppers mm -hmm. and the, oh my goodness, all kinds of things. So yeah, Dr. Blood's a lot of fun, but I, 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 I don't recommend other people doing it because it's very uh, temperamental. Um, How do you mean? Well, when I first started doing it, I scared the kids. I, I, I did stuff that was absolutely too, too scary for the kids. And they were, were weeping in the corners. <laughs> uh, it was, it was bad. The first, you know, the first few. What was too scary? Can you remember? Well, what, yes, what, I what do. The line? Needle through arm. Okay. Um, the Harry Anderson. It, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. great trick. Um, looks great, but it mm -hmm. looked so real. It looks, it looks real. It does look real. Yeah. It, it looks real. And for some reason, um, it's just too much for the kids. Um, and so I, even the older kids, uh, 11, 12, 13, it's, it, so anyway, so I don't, I, I used to love doing that trick. I have a, a really good routine for it, but I haven't done it in, in years and years and years. Our co-founder, Joshua J, is your friend. Yes. And I understand that the two of you go out to see comedy in New York City and you're a big comedy aficionado. Yes. What do you think it is about stand-up comedy, something exclusively for adults, that you can apply to kids' show magic? Yeah, that's a good, that's a great question. I love, I love, it's like almost a hobby watching stand-up comedy. And in New York, here in New York, there's, there's a lot of it. There's a lot of it. I mean, there's, you could, there are like 10 shows a night in different venues all over the city from from you know big clubs to basements and back of back of the bar um and we do go out to, and see it and um well there's um there's a lot you can learn from watching comedy um i i uh, the 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 structure of a joke and tags you know so can you explain what a tag is okay people? so a joke has a premise then a punchline and then sometimes a tag, which is another punchline after the punchline. So um, I can't think of an example. No, Harrison but, Greenbaum talks about that. That's right. Yeah. Harrison does talk about that, um, indeed. Um, and I like watching that because, you know, I do, um, 
I do that in my show. I do a, 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 a in fact, I have a little mini lecture that I call getting three laughs from one joke. Okay. And it's, it's about tags on, on, on the jokes that we do. Um, so, okay. So I, I, I watch for, for that. I watch for, uh, their interactions with the audience. I watch for their laughs per minute. Um, I watch for their, for the way they handle, let's say hecklers or, (laughs) um, or just the way they do crowd work um, is very interesting to me. I think there's a kind of similarity between working for drunk people in a comedy club and working for children. There absolutely is in my book. I actually write that. I write about that, 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 Doing magic for kids is like doing magic for drunk people because drunk people will grab your props. Yep. They, they don't will, know the social They don't boundaries. know the social boundaries. They they will interrupt. They yep. will they won't short follow instructions. Span. Short attention span. All of these things. Exactly. <laughs> and uh and so yeah, um it's very similar. So that's something that's uh yeah, that's applicable. Exactly. Who are the kids shows performers that are impressing you right now? Who are the people to watch? Uh, I'll tell you. Um, well, my two favorite kids show performers are Mike Bent and John Kimmins. So he's English. Maybe, do you know John? I don't know him personally, okay. but okay. I, I know okay. his name. Yeah. So, okay. So Mike Bent is a, a fantastic kids magician. He's also a, a stand up comic for adults. Mm. And so, and he's, very edgy, uh, which I love. Um, not so much that it offends the adults in the, in the audience, but he really pushes the envelope uh, when it comes to kids' magic. He'll do all kinds of crazy, crazy things. And he's also got a lot, he's very proppy. So he's got a, like a, you know, a little ca- case full of crazy, crazy props, um, both for his stand-up, his adult stand-up and his kid shows. And um, so Mike is... Tremendous. Uh, if you get to see Mike do a kid show, you, you're very lucky. So hopefully you can. And John Kimmins, who performs as Kimmo, um, also is very, very good uh, for family audiences, adult audi- exclusively adult audiences. And, I, and that is another reason he's so good for kids. He also treats both of them and myself have one of these qualities where we treat the kids like people and not like not like babies. We talk right. to them almost the same way we would talk to an adult, um, and 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 as do many other really good kid show guys, um, and that's uh, that's very important uh, to me, and I think it's important to the to the kids, and it's important to the adults because the adults see that and they they really respect you for that. Um, so yeah, so those are my two favorite guys, and uh, if you get to see them, uh, and I'm, uh, Kimmo's got a lot of videos on on YouTube, so you can look for that. Uh, he's a magician and a vent, and a very I'll put, very good. I'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah, he's terrific. So those are my two guys, and and um, yeah. Um, you're one of the few people that innovates in the kids show industry. How do you create new? kids show material is it mostly based on older ideas or are you trying to create entirely new pieces yeah that's a that's a, a, a again a very good question a lot of the people who create magic for kid shows are really just changing the color of the deck of cards 
Yeah. They're just they're changing the panels on a hippity hop rabbit, mm-hmm. or changing the the art on a fa- Freddy cat rabbit, um, uh, cha- uh, making a silk set for a change bag. It's very I could come up with five change bag silk sets, you know, in a moment's notice. Um, and so so I try not to do that. And for the most part, I've been successful. I do try to create something brand new that hasn't been done before uh, with new, new props, um, new plots. Um, so how do you do that? Oh, geez. Well, um, I'll tell you something. It's not easy. And, and I'm not, <laughs> that's I why mean, you get the big bucks. Well, you know, I, I wish I were more prolific. I am not prolific. I, 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 I wish I were more prolific. Um, I've come up with some big hits, uh, I've got a very good line of products, um, but I come up with my ideas, you know, actually, well, when I go to a magic lecture, especially a non-kid show magic lecture, uh, I get ideas. I get I get ideas from um, uh, from a non from a non kitchen magic lecture, and then I, I hear someone say something, and then I it just filters through my children's magic brain, right. and uh, comes out as something completely different, and and then then I have a trick. Um, it also comes from my knowledge of um, magic. You know, I've been like I say, I've been a magician since I was, gosh, about eight years old. So, uh, sure, I, I mean, I've been interested in magic since I was eight years old. Sure, sure. And um, I have a very good background. I, re- I have a, a good library. Um, and then, you know, you get ideas from non-magic things as well, like right. movies, uh, uh, songs, um, opera, um, stand-up comedy. Um, you just you, when you're exposed when you if you, you if you live in the world and you're exposed to other art forms, then then all of that gets filtered through your child magic brain and comes out the other end as something new. But but I have to say it's it's not easy for me. Um, it's it's not easy for me. There's a a a, a new guy uh, named Christopher T. Magician. Um, uh, his name is Chris Barnes. He's on the West Coast now. Uh, and he wrote a book with. He's written two or th- he's written two or three books, and they are just filled with original kid show routines. He he like dozens and dozens and dozens, and I don't know how he does it. Uh, so he's someone to look out for, uh, uh, and he is um, he's really prolific, and I I don't know how he does it. But, um, but I, 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 you know, when I come up with some, maybe I'm throwing away mediocre ideas and only being left with the, the uh, really maybe. good ideas. Um, but it, 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 it's hard. I find it hard to do. So it is hard. Yeah. <sighs> David, we are over time, but it's been such a fun chat, but we always end the show with four quick fire questions. Are you ready? I am ready. Favorite pizza topping. Sausage. Uh, favorite movie. Annie Hall. Oh, that's a great movie. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Favourite musician or band, person that makes music? Uh, Bruce Springsteen. 
Who would you rather fight? One massive Andy or a hundred tiny Joshuas? <laughs> uh, I think a hundred... <laughs> I think a hundred tiny Joshuas. Okay. I think I could. Depends on how tiny they are. Really tiny. Oh well, then uh, totally the Joshuas. They yeah, might absolutely. gang up on you though. What's that? They might gang up on you. Yeah, but I just step you on them. Take them. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Should people want to uh, keep up with your whereabouts? Do you do any of that there social media stuff? Where can people follow you? You know what? I am only now starting my social media presence okay well the listeners of the insider podcast can boost your follower okay, account. You where go. should they go okay so silly billy magic with hyphens no not hyphens what are those underscores underscores yes it, on instagram okay okay and i'm currently on facebook uh david k but i might i have to migrate my five thousand followers over to my Business. my my whatever they call it the the the, the, the public page or whatever i don't even yeah. this is how i'm so sorry i apologize to the listeners that i don't know <laughs> the answer business to page uh, yeah the business page so david k magic is the business page i believe that's the business page that i I will up. check oh we'll thank links you links in the thank show you, notes thank you and we'll see if we can get your instagram number thank you um, can I plug my 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 website for plug my away. products? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so sillymagic.com is my website for my products, and you can take a look. And every trick that I sell, I have a video of me performing it live and with with real children, so that you can see that it really works. So much better than those fake children that some people use. The, yeah. No, the fake children. There's no. There's no. They can't wave magic wands or say no. the magic words. It's awful. It's awful. I don't know why it's, people do it's that. It's very quiet. Very quiet. Those <laughs> those fake children shows. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks for having me.